This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good afternoon and welcome to Tiger Saturdays here on WWL Radio. We always love bringing you the latest on the Bayou Bengals. And it's always great to be on location. And we're certainly at one of our favorite spots at Rouse's. The location we are at today is 30. 461 East Causeway Approach, just off the causeway if you're coming from the South Shore. And, of course, yeah. you get off the uh, Covington Mandeville exit like you're going to the causeway. We are right over here. Come on out and join us. We're celebrating Rouse's Taste for the Holidays. Taste for the Holidays. Now, yeah. T-Bob, we could obviously only be in one location. We are here at the East Causeway Approach, but all Rouse's are having the Taste for the Holidays, and you just partook in the Taste for the Holidays. Yes, and I uh, I hope that all other Rouse's, and I'm pretty sure they're just as uh, into it as this one is here on the North Shore, but it uh, it's great, man. Uh, I just tried three different types of stuffing. Oh, man. Uh, including a Bienville stuffing that was quite delicious. Uh, some de- I, so that would be the one with oysters. Yes, okay. yes. Some kind of uh, melt-in-your-mouth turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, sampled a few different reds right afterwards. Kind of cleansed the palate against. Uh, right. I tend to be a bit of a cab person, but I think the Pinot uh, took it home. Pinot and Grigio. Kind of uh, uh, Pinot Noir. But but you know what? I, Pinot look, Noir, I, okay. I have a very advanced palate. I don't want to get too much into it. Okay. Uh, but and then I closed it off with a nice little coffee. But look, bottom line, man, it, it's just a great atmosphere, a great way to spend a Saturday. And if you're like me, you still got to get ready for the game tonight. I know after we wrap up here, I'm going straight to the meat aisle and going to go buy steaks and sausages and get ready to grill all night and tomorrow. So uh, Rouse's is your spot to load up for today for the huge game tomorrow, Deke. And real quick, I know this is an LSU show, but to talk Saints real quick, the next five days. It is absurd how much of an impact the next five days will have on the future, not just of the Saints team, but on the franchise as a whole. When you look in five days, you have to play not one, but both of the teams that Uh were in the Super Bowl last season. And there's so much on the line. So what's one way to help you deal with that anxiety, deal with that stress? Some delicious foods. No that doubt you're about grill it. Up. So we are again. We are at 3461 East Causeway Approach in Mandeville at Rouse's, but all Rouse's locations, all Rouse's locations have the taste for the holidays this Saturday from 10 to 4. Come on out and check out everything they're going to have for Thanksgiving. And look, we know there's busy families out there. Rouse's makes home cooked meals for Thanksgiving. You can go ahead and order them now and check out, of course, their huge assortment. They're looking for holiday gifts. They have a wonderful wine and cheese department at Rouse's too, as well. Coming up on today's program, which check in as we get closer down the stretch to the end of the season that also means you get closer to the national signing day the first wednesday in february who does lsu stand to move in on after having a huge weekend last weekend one final weekend as far as a home game next week we'll talk to mike scarborough tigerbait.com brian matthews senior writer for auburn undercover will be with us to talk about the auburn tigers in action of course if they can take care of business today they will set up a good iron bowl in a couple uh-huh. weeks all they have left is uh non-conference alabama a&m next week before for the Iron Bowl in two weeks. Texas A&M, LSU, a future opponent for the uh, Bayou Bengals, is going to be on Thanksgiving night. We'll check in on A&M, how they're faring as they entertain Ole Miss this evening. And also, we've got to get familiar with today's opponent, the very underrated and vastly improving 
Arkansas Razorbacks, who have had LSU's number the last two years and trying to get the boot back in today's battle for the boot. Bob Holt, who covers the Razorbacks for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, will be with us. And then Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com is with us as well, along with Jeff Palermo of WWL.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director and senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar. And, T-Bob, you've been a part in this robbery. How difficult is it to play this game after being on such an emotional high the week before, right around that LSU-Alabama game? It's always LSU-Arkansas. That's a lot of emotion. People want to see how LSU responds tonight. Uh, I look, I, I, absolutely. This Arkansas team has – I know we always talk about two years because those are the two games that you lost. Uh, 17 nothing, and then 31-14. But if you go back three years, Deke, the Razorbacks have really dominated this series three yeah. years in a row. When yeah. you factor in the spread, you think three years ago in Tiger Stadium, you're losing that entire game. Mm -hmm. Zach Mettenberger ends up uh, tearing his ACL. Anthony Jennings come in, 99-yard touchdown to win the game. Uh, well, LSU was favored by 20 mm -hmm. in that matchup. Uh, they were favored each of the last two years. In the end, when you look at all those three matchups, you have a Razorback team that despite being the consistent underdog, underdogs every year, when you factor in the spread, they've won this game by 20-plus points the last three seasons. That is unbelievable. That's a bit of a statistical outlier. And I talked about it yesterday, but what that tells me is when you have Vegas so wrong on a matchup, so wrong on a series, because they're looking at the talent, they're looking at, you know, okay, well, this is how these teams match up. This is what should happen. What that tells me is when it goes so far off script so consistently is that Brett Bielema has coached circles around this LSU staff as of late, and you've seen that on the field, and that is why tonight is a golden opportunity. It is a must-win uh, game for Coach Ogeron and the staff if he wants to be – the long-term LSU coach moving forward. Kind of, it kind of likens to T-Bob, you know, how you hear sometimes when a team is, they call it that dream crusher game where they don't get to the bowl or the championship they want to, and they're like, well, uh, that team was ready to play the bowl game, and they weren't. That, that, you know, you got to play. And, and for some reason, the battle for the boot means more to Arkansas than it does to LSU. I mean, you can just see they run up to it, they take it into it. This has been a good game over the course of times, but other than the 11 game uh, in the last several years in which LSU got that big punt return early to separate it when it were one and Arkansas yeah. was three, this has been tight. And, I mean, Arkansas really has had the best of LSU. This is an important game, and I think Coach O knows in the whole grand scheme of things and everybody involved that this was the game that was the most important for him down the stretch. Yeah, and look, LSU fans have a bit of an elitist uh, attitude when it comes to Arkansas, and unfortunately, upon closer scrutiny, it just doesn't hold up under the light of day. No. Uh, this is a series that you started consistently playing again in 1992. And for everybody's like, oh, that's so recent. I mean, we're still talking about 24 years. This mm -hmm. is the 25th matchup. So this, this, this series has been going on for a quarter of a century now, my entire lifetime. I would say that it's pretty legitimate time-wise as well. But in these first 24 matchups, LSU's only up 14 to 10. And it's a series that is consistently going back and forth. And when you're talking about what defines a great rivalry, the first is time. And that's probably the weakest aspect of this. But like we said, still a quarter of a century. The second is competitive balance. A 14 to 10 record, these back and forth results, that shows me competitive balance. And then the third piece is geographical proximity. And obviously, when you look at the trophy for this game, we're connected. That, that trophy is a token of regional dominance. That shows who is the best football team in that area. And it's been too long. 
that LSU has not had it within their grasp. And I hate this idea that LSU fans think they're above the trophy or the trophies. I love the trophy. I used to love to get a chance to grab that trophy when we would win. Unfortunately, during my five years at LSU, the only team we had a losing record to was Arkansas. So they had the trophy more often than we did. But it was a point of pride for myself and my teammates for our last two years to not give that trophy up again. And that's what this team, that's what this fan base, that's what this school has to embrace. This is an excellent rivalry behind these two sides. And although I know a lot of people, for whatever reason, look down on the Golden Boot, I love the Golden Boot, Deke. I think it's beautiful, and I think it is a damn shame that those greasy hogs, those pig suey screaming ugh, mountain people, have had what's ours, our golden trophy, our beautifully wrought statue in front of their building well, they for two years in a row now. They wanted it more, no doubt about it. All right, we're at Rouse's, but all Rouse's location are having the wonderful, we'll call it Taste for the Holidays till 4 p.m. today. Come on out and taste everything you can get coming up for the holiday season. They have all sorts of goodies. We are on location 3461 East Causeway Approach in Mandeville. As we roll the break, it's Tiger Saturday here on WWL. Come on out to Rouse's, get everything for Thanksgiving at Rouse's. Any of the locations today, we happen to be in Mandeville, 3461 East Causeway Approach. But each and every Rouse's out there today is having the taste for the holidays where you can come in and be wise. You'll get full while you're shopping. They said don't go shopping on an empty stomach. Well, you'll get a full stomach getting the taste for the holidays at all Rouse's locations today. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, joined just now. Mike, coming down the home stretch, the prep football season has begun. Who is LSU needing to close this class with? What are, what are some things they need to do? And how has the coaching situation affected recruiting? Well, it's affected it by the fact that it's put it on hold. You, you can bring in unofficial visitors. You can uh, have kids experience uh, Tiger Stadium uh, like last Saturday, great game day for Alabama. Uh, but until you name a, a head football coach and uh, that coach's staff gets, hits the ground running and starts uh, recruiting, um, you know, these guys are just taking a wait and see as to, uh, whether they want to commit or the committee want to remain committed. Um, it's, you know, if you've got a coach who's going to be carried over, December can be somewhat eventful. Um, but this December, I think, is going to be extremely busy for us covering it. It's, uh, we've kind of been in a, in a holding pattern here since Miles was, was fired. You know, you, you initially get in touch with them all, the commitments to see if they're going to stick their attitudes toward the, uh, what's taken place. And certainly there's only been one decommitment in Stephen Guidry. Um, and there's others who are committed that are going to wait to see who's kept, who's uh, hired, uh, who the position coach is going to be. Um, and then that's going to get real interesting. But, you know, looking at where LSU's at commitment-wise and what the program needs, they certainly need to finish out uh, with a few more defensive linemen, maybe another offensive lineman if they can get a really good one. Uh, a tight end, uh, a couple of more linebackers, um, and, then, and then you take it to the house from there. But certainly, if, depending on who the head coach is going to be, there's the names on the board that we know of now. But when you hire a new guy, uh, just like when Les Miles came and uh, R.J. Jackson and Brandon LaFell, and uh, you know, you, you get some new names that, that show up on, on, on the recruiting board that weren't there previous. 
Mike, looking at the matchup last week, everybody points toward the last these last week and this week. LSU has been, you know, lost a line of scrimmage against Alabama and Arkansas in the last few years. Where where is this state? Uh, do we have to look out of state to get those big physical offensive and defensive linemen? Yeah, that's. You know, if the state is not going to produce the numbers of offensive linemen that you need, you need need to be able to go out of state and, and recruit that position uh, very well. I don't know if last year, if, if Coach Grimes said, look, we really ought to look and see if we can find us a, an offensive tackle in the junior college ranks and, uh, you know, whether Miles shot that down or if that was even something that they discussed. Um, but – you know, I've always said that Louisiana is so great for LSU because LSU is the, the, the ma- only major power in the state. Um, so it, it, it's shooting fish in a barrel. But when you go multiple years where the state's not producing, uh, S, you know, SEC caliber talent in, in good numbers at those positions, you have to have a staff that can go out of state and recruit nationally. And um, I, I think what happened with Les Miles was he brought in some very – good recruiters, but uh, probably uh, brought in some guys that could do some damage nationally a year too late, and that's why he lost his job. Mike, how can everybody get the latest on the Bayou Bengals and recruiting? Yeah, go to TigerBait.com. We've got it all for you. Got, got our great uh, live game thread that we'll be uh, blogging live during the, the game tonight. Uh, all your complete post-game coverage, analysis, our position grades after each game, recruiting, and, and, and much more. Plus, uh, you know, basketball starting. Mike, your prediction, LSU is a touchdown favorite at Arkansas. How you see this one shaking? Uh, I tell you, I've, I've gone back and forth. I, I thought this was a, a, a game that was going to be in the loss column in the preseason. Um, I, I think there's going to be a hangover from Alabama. And uh, I, I think Arkansas wins this one um, in, in a close one, uh, maybe something like 24-20. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you later. All right. We are at Rouse's uh, own location, the East Causeway Approach. Come on out and join us. We are here until 4 p.m. And, T-Bob, looking at this Arkansas team, that has been the key. It hasn't just been uh, Alabama. It has been Arkansas that really has controlled the line of scrimmage against LSU offensively and defensively. And they pretty much had their way against the Tigers. So, today, the battle of the trenches is going to be, especially on the road, going to be really important. Uh, Absolutely. And it always is in this Arkansas match. Why LSU's offense has struggled so much the last two years has been that Arkansas front seven dominating. However, I have a little bit of positive news for everybody who's buying into this narrative that LSU has a bad offensive line uh, or they're, they're, they're not up to task. Mm-hmm. So and I don't mean for you to take this as like uh, – I'll just say it. Okay, so pro football focus. They do college now, right? Okay. They currently have LSU as the number one highest rated offensive line in the country mm. when you adjust for competition. So, obviously, you're not going to do good against Alabama, right? So, so, so it is taking into effect that, like, okay, you're playing Alabama this week. Well, this other team's playing a very weak Big 12 defense. It takes that into account. Right. When you put it through their equation, LSU is the highest-ranked line in the country. And I'm not saying that so you go get in an argument with people about, no, they have the best line, hands down, PFF said it. No. But just that should tell you what kind of sphere they belong in and that they are much better than you think. And I said it before the Alabama game. This is a team in the Tigers who was leading the SEC in yards per carry. They'd only given up 11 sacks in the year, which is good for 19th in the country. So it's top 20. And I know that the Alabama game, you were clearly outclassed, but who isn't outclassed against a line that has 
at least two first-rounders in the starting lineup. And really, the, the, the ones and the twos are all going to be in the NFL one day. No doubt. So don't give up hope on this LSU line just yet. And I look for them to bounce back this week, just like this team should. This whole idea of an Alabama hangover, Deke, it is inexcusable now that you've fallen into this trap two years in a row, right? Right. Fool me once, shame on you. What is it, fool me twice, shame on me, something along those lines. Bottom line, don't fool me thrice. I'm not going to let you fool me thrice. And no, LSU no, cannot, like you said, no excuse. There's no excuse. And no. It, it would be especially damning if they were to come out flat or look like they're hungover, have we become accustomed to saying. It would be especially damning for Coach Ogeron because that's supposed to be his uh, bread and butter, that's his, it. his motivation is getting guys to flush disappointment, look forward to next week, and bring everything they have and lay everything out there on the field. So it represents a great test for him, and it's a chance to separate from the recent Miles years. Uh, what did Miles more? I, I put it this way, the gangrenous infection from the Alabama wound that killed Coach Miles was not as much losing Alabama as much as it was losing to Ole Miss and Arkansas back-to-back years. All right, coming up, we have a, a presidential uh, update on CBS News. Then we'll have bottom-of-the-hour news, local news, with our very own Don Ames, and then we'll come back and get you set. And, of course, later in the program, T-Bob and I, we break down the line, and we'll go on those positions as we do each and every week prior to game time to get T-Bob's take as a battle of the trenches. But first, come on out and join us at Ralph's. It's 3461 East Causeway Approaches. Taste for the holidays. they got a bunch of goodies, and you can sample them all at all Rouse's locations. Here we go with a CBS News update. Welcome back on location at Rouse's. Coming out for the taste for the holidays at all Rouse's locations to 10 to 4 p.m. this afternoon. You can get everything you need for Thanksgiving. And of course, they have great wine and cheese department, all sorts of cuts of meat. You can let Rouse's cook for your family for the holidays. We happen to be in Mandeville at the East Causeway Approach 3461, but you can enjoy the taste for the holidays at all Rouse's locations today. It is the Arkansas Razorbacks and the LSU Tigers, T-Bob. And to me, looking at one thing key today is what has been kind of flown below the radar in Brett Bielema's tenure because of where he came from. Big Ten, they passed the ball 72%. I mean, rest the ah, ball 72% of go. the time. Yes, Tell them. Versus passing. But what people don't seem to understand is that they have been the second most or either top efficient passing yeah. team in the league since he arrived. Since his second year, since the, consistently they have been in the top two, whatever the quarterback is. Allen's brother Will was there a few years ago. Now it's Austin. But to me, T-Bob, what's interesting today, like you would just when the Saints win and they have balanced rushing, you don't really need to tend to look at the yards. Look at the attempts. The last two weeks, Drew Brees and the Saints, 35 passes, 35 rushes. Uh, the, the week when they went to uh, uh, played Seattle. Yeah. You're talking about against San Francisco last week. A high number of rushes. We had more rushes than passes. Everybody's been throwing around look at that 30 rush statistic. Only once in Arkansas's six wins this season have they attempted more than 30 passes. Oh. That's going to be key today, T-Bob. If you see a high number of pass attempts, that favors LSU in this contest. And, look, they got after Alabama. I mean, they Alabama did their damage against them, hanging nearly 50-49. But Allen and Arkansas passed over 400 yards on Alabama. But and what was I the final score of that game? 49-30. Okay. Yeah, 49-30. So they hung up a lot of points against Alabama. But today, today I think what has to happen, especially oh, coming off really? of what Dave Aranda's team did last week, they are going to try and neutralize this LSU defense early in this contest, T-Bob, because as LSU puts their hammer down more defensively as the game wears on, that doesn't favor Arkansas. So I think early on in this contest, you're going to see the tight ends involved. 
They do a lot of two tight end sets, and you're going to see Allen go after LSU. Even if it's a short passing game, to try and negate that good defensive pressure that LSU's coming off of. Yeah, it was interesting. Brandon Allen had made himself into such a good quarterback, and by the end yeah. you were kind of glad to see him go. And then you get replaced with his little brother, Austin yeah. Allen, who's maybe even better than Brandon was. It was almost the same the when you were there. Remember you had the two brothers, uh, Casey and oh, – uh, well, Yeah, yeah they were. Right. Yeah, it's the God. second time. And that's got to be oh, the only yeah. college program that's in a decade. They've had two <laughs> – They've had four sets brothers. Of brothers. Yeah, two no, sets okay, of brothers. But, but, but to your point, Teague, Brett Bielema does not get enough credit for being really an offensive mastermind. Right? He is not someone who is just simple, I recruit big guys and I'm going to run the ball. And it's even more evident this year, Deke, as they're not really a running team. No. I know they want to be balanced, but in terms of where there's more most effective, it's pretty shocking because everybody just falls into the same old trap of, oh, it's Bielema. It's Arkansas. It's running the ball. Well, when you look, Arkansas is just ninth in the conference right now. So they're in the bottom half of the conference when it comes to the rushing attack. They average 167 yards per game and just 4.05 yards per carry. I know for the four, that's like the benchmark in the NFL. In college, that's not nearly as impressive. Uh, considering the talent that you're playing, you're not always playing the best talent. That's not that great. They're tied for second to last in the conference with 13 TDs on the ground this year. Right. Now, where it becomes even more shocking is you look at the aerial attack, and you're looking at one of the premier uh, passing attacks in the SEC. Third best statistically as far as yards are concerned. Austin Allen currently completing 61% of his passes, over 2,200 yards, 19 touchdowns to eight interceptions. And when you look at QB rating, uh, Deke, Austin Allen is the number one rated quarterback in the SEC. That's right. So this is a team, an 8.3 yards per attempt, stat that everybody loves. That's a very solid number. So this is a team that although if you're not following this game closely, if you haven't been listening to Sports Talk, et cetera, et cetera, and you're just thinking, oh, the same LSU from Arkansas the last few years, you might be shocked when you see an Arkansas team that is much more adept at moving the ball through the air, even more so than running, than they have been the past few years. And you kind of look back, Tiva, everybody's kind of got like, uh, you know, a, a coach is almost like a dictionary. You can kind of look in and see what, what, what makes up that coach. What, what's his terms, of the vocabulary, and you point toward what coaching tree. And Brett Bielema comes from that old Iowa, old Iowa coach, Hayden Fry, long-tenured coach. Then after him, Kirk Ferentz, those type of programs, they don't change Kirk. too much. They stay in. But he's a, he learns. And when you kind of learn, like you said, getting back to him being an offensive guru, People don't think about that. They see him as an offensive line. But how do you see how everything orchestrates? Yeah. Through the line, yeah. where people are and all that. Yeah. And that's how he's evolved. And he's really evolved in this conference because a lot of people had questioned when he came from the Big Ten, yeah. okay, we know you get those big-time flight, big-first offensive linemen that are always drafted high and a pretty good back put behind him, and you kind of ground and pound. But how does that work in the SEC? And he has evolved. I mean, he is one of the coaches in, in this league that has gotten better with his style coming into the SEC. Think about when Bielema took over, where this Arkansas program was right, at. I mean, right. they were at the absolute rock bottom. They, right. they, they had bottom. hit the Petrino era, and they were still just in dismay. Dis and think about how long it took him to get that first SEC win. 0-8 mm -hmm. the first year. That's right. Barely lost to LSU. Lost a bunch bunch of close games that year. Then next year, he's knocking on the door, knocking on the door. He finally breaks through with the 17-0 win. Where it becomes pretty shocking, Deke, is that was just a couple of years ago. We were talking about an extremely long, high-teens SEC losing streak. Well, when you look at the last 16 games, Arkansas is 12-4. and four. That's that is second in the SEC during that span. To Alabama. To only Alabama. That's right. So this is a program, while they still don't have SEC West titles to show, 
Um, this is a program that if you're looking at like like a stock, which directing its trending, it has been on a steady rise since Brett Bielema arrived. In nine games, T-Bob, today LSU is their seventh-ranked opponent, including the fifth straight for the Arkansas Razorbacks. And you have to look at the team, where they are when you play them. And remember, TCU was in the top 15 when they played them earlier this season, and they came away with that big victory there. We're on location at Rouse's. It's a taste for the holidays. Come on out, 3461 East Causeway Approach in Mandeville. But every Rouse's location, wherever you are, North Shore, South Shore, down on the bayou, in the Ponchatoula, they're having the taste for the holidays. Come get everything for Thanksgiving. Also check out their wonderful wine and cheese departments. They've got so much good things going on at Rouse's. We'll come back and get you caught up on some afternoon scores and also get you a state college football report. We call it the boot report. Still yet to come, T-Bob and I size up that big Arkansas offensive line. It's still big, but not the biggest in football as it was a year ago, that meaning all levels of football. The offensive line Arkansas had last year was the biggest in college and pro. So we'll talk about that too. Breaking down LSU and Arkansas this afternoon here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Rouse's taste for the holidays continues. 3461 East Causeway approach in Mandeville. Come on out and join us. Taste everything for the Thanksgiving holidays. Shop around. Get great deals on meat, vegetables, all sorts of goods. And, of course, check out their wonderful and extensive wine and cheese department. Array of wines and cheeses here as well. All Rouse's locations have the taste for the holidays. Well, there's some big games, T-Bob, happening all over the country today, including in the state of Louisiana, which is shaped like a boot. Ironically, it's the battle for the boot today between yeah. Arkansas and LSU. Let's get caught up on state college football. Here's Jordan Fiegel with our boot report. You know, that would be the best in, in his career. And like you said, is 12-4 and four in their last 16. That's second only in the SEC in the wins and that amount of time to Alabama. And they really – I mean, you look at what they've done in the West the last few years. Now, they, they lost to Auburn this year, beat them last year. But they've owned Ole Miss the last few years. Yep. They've owned LSU. And yep. other than Alabama, you could say the last handful of years. Well, the last few years, it has been – Arkansas, that's been second to Alabama in the West. And look, they're coming off of a an impressive win over Florida last mm-hmm. weekend. Who now? Now they're going to be started on the East. The East is complete garbage this year. I mean, the East is worse than anybody could have ever imagined. Right. at the start of the season. That said, that doesn't take away from what Arkansas has done. And Deke, especially in the month of November, a, a month where no matter the school, this is kind of the this is where the cream rises to the top, right? This is the deciding time. Well, there's actually talk that they might rename November to Novembert when you look at Brett Bielema's uh, success that he's had. Currently 25-12 and 12 for his career in the month of November, but this is what's most impressive. Six and three in his past three years at Arkansas, and you might be saying, well, T-Bob, that's a 66 winning percentage. Like, that's all right, but it's not great. But think about it. Three years ago, right. going into November, those bad you were numbers. a winless Arkansas yeah. team. You had not won in the SEC in two to three those, years those at that point. Those bad numbers go. Just like a team's good numbers, T-Bob, it would take a few bad seasons for them to erode. Yes. It takes a few seasons yes. to overcome some bad. And that first year was bad. I think they won three games that year, and they didn't win a conference game until midway through the second year. And so to be 6-3 and three in the past three years in November, when you're facing your toughest competition, it, it's, that is why it should potentially be named November. This is when uh, Arkansas gets strongest. This is when they play their best. So LSU's going to be challenged. And like you said, Deke, it's, you, you better win this one. Because it's going to get tougher from yeah. here on out. Arkansas is going to be even better last year. The same amount of talent that, L- that Arkansas is bringing back, LSU seems to be losing. 
Well, and, and like you said, T-Bob, now he's clearly cemented there. He's in solid grounding. And I think people and coaches around the country, they know his style. And, look, this is a guy now, like I said, we play Big Ten ball. He's the only coach to take a team to three straight Rose Bowls. You have to go way back a long time and, and before he left. Then he comes to Arkansas and takes over this program and has established, you know, what a lot of people thought was just, wait, well, I don't know how that's going to work. Almost like when Urban Meyer came into the SEC. How's that going to work, that yeah. type of offense out west? Well, he adapted. It wasn't just his offense. He got he got to get in the league and see what was going on. He's done well. And if, if historically, when you got this type of offense and you look since he's been there, another key factor today, they have been the best in the SEC consistently the last few years at time of possession. And, again, they're number one in time of possession, T-Bow. But it goes to your Controlling point. Controlling the tempo. Not, but not just by rushing the football. No, it's no. A, their passing game is very effective, too, as well, which is second in efficiency. So those are some things that LSU's got to guard against to do today, T-Bob. They can ill afford to go over there. It's going to be cold tonight. It's going to be in the 30s by the time the game's over with as well. The last time it was cold over there, LSU was kind of walking around shivering. Sucks. And you can't let the elements get to it you, sucks, you know. Dude. And now we enter – now we touch on something that I think will maybe be the most impactful factor in tonight's game that we have not talked about yet, which is the weather. And I know you're not supposed to talk about the weather in pleasant conversation because it's boring and it's deemed as kind of low-hanging fruit. However, Deke, when you're talking about a team that plays in excruciating heat in the LSU Tigers, that's what you pride yourself on is making it through the oven of Baton Rouge during summer, during camp – last week it was 80 degrees in Baton Rouge during the day. I know it was nice by mm -hmm. night, but it was 80 yeah. degrees during the day. You are acclimated to that heat. Now you're talking about dealing with a 40-degree drop. 40-degree drop. You have a high of 60, a low of 30 tomorrow in Fayetteville. Yeah. By nighttime. you got on the plane yesterday, it was probably 75, maybe 70 in Baton Rouge. So now, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is significant. That is, And it's something to, that college players aren't used to like the NFL. College is a very regional game. It's why I love the playoffs. Right. It brings the champions of each region together to meet in this awesome tournament. But in the NFL, you're used to going playing, okay, we got to go up to the northeast, play the cold. Oh, now we got to go play in the heat down south. No, they don't play cold games. LSU no. does not. This is a foreign environment. And I've been on teams that have had to go to Arkansas when it's cold and wet, and it's miserable. And they get that and brawl. it, it saps you. It saps brawl. you, and it's something that you are not used to. Hell, you better hope that you're playing because it's almost worse for the guys on the sidelines who are having right. to stand there. But there's no energy. Guys are freezing. They're shivering. So that's something. You can't that let the I weather become a factor mentally. And if it you will do, be. And, and it will, well, you have to mitigate it. You, you yeah. have to mitigate it. And I'm interested to see what Coach O, the staff, and these players, how mentally tough they are, and can they mitigate uh, this heat. Also, something to watch out for is everybody who comes out without sleeves because there's always a thing you try to be oh, like yeah. a manly man like oh no no i don't need any sleeves man all vaseline duck. yeah yeah just, just all vaseline oh i don't know if you can grease up anymore i you you used to be able to, i i think i got you i think on the line vaseline, not real thick yeah vaseline just a little, might be little just, just, just a little bit just a little sheen to just keep that heat keep that shining keep those guns <laughs> showing all right we're coming back to you a lot to get to we're going to have our boot report at the top of next hour but come on out and join us say hello to t-bob the former tiger we're at rouse's 3461 east causeway approach we're in mandeville but the Rouse's Taste for the Holidays is going on to 4 p.m. today at all Rouse's markets. Come on out and get everything for Thanksgiving at the best place. That's at Rouse's. Continuing LSU coverage here, 6 o'clock, 6-10 kickoff tonight. The Tigers and the Hogs on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. 